This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings. Welcome to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 147. So, as uh, some of you may be aware, things have been a little bit crazy lately in, in my life, uh, outside of the show. My wife and I recently sold our home in the Atlanta area, and we bought a new property in North Carolina. Now, we did this because we wanted to be closer to our kids and grandkids and our mom's who live back in New York and Pennsylvania, and the drive up for visits from Atlanta is fairly long, averaging anywhere from 14 to 16 hours. And by moving to North Carolina, we cut that in half to about eight hours. So we closed on the sale of the current home in Atlanta on April 5th, and then we were lucky enough to close on the new house on April 8th, and we have to be completely moved by April 30th. So things have been really hectic and stressing to say the least. So I apologize to my listeners that I haven't been able to concentrate more on the podcast episodes lately, but bear with me as once we get settled, I will be doing more interviews with other industry professionals and we'll definitely have Dave Kelly and Miss Ellie Cat back on the show, hopefully this time with video that I can put on YouTube and Dave can show off some of the beautiful photographs that he's made with Ellie over their three years of collaborating. Now, I'm also planning to have uh, professor and photographer Jill Mott back on the show in the near future. Her episodes have been super popular, and she definitely wants to come back on the show. There's just been some scheduling issues as she's been extremely busy recently. But have no fear, she will be back, and as always, it will be an awesome episode. So I tried to get Scott Wyden Kibowitz from the WordPress Photography Podcast to come on the show as I have had listeners asking about hosting their own photography site using WordPress. Now, I do use WordPress myself, and I'm very experienced with WordPress. I know pretty much everything there is to know about the software. I've done technical support for WordPress for years. But I wanted to get Scott to come on the show and talk about WordPress as well as Imagely's photography plugins for WordPress, which are absolutely fantastic. Unfortunately, and I'm not saying this to be mean, he's too stuck up to come on my show as he feels my show isn't big enough and popular enough for him to be on. Uh, that, and it kind of pisses me off. I hate it when people get a little bit of internet fame and then they think they're better than everyone else. I will personally never be that way. No matter how big this show gets, someday, or even my YouTube channel gets, I will always do my best to make time for others that are just getting started. But Scott is not the only one. I tried to get Tony and Chelsea on, and I tried to get Jared Poland from Frono's Photo, but they are all, quote, too important to come on my show. Uh, the way they look at it is if you don't have a million YouTube subs, they won't give you the time of day, which is really sad because I would love to have them on the show to talk about their experiences, their knowledge, their their uh, social media and stuff like that. And, the, and of course, all the photography related stuff. 
Now, as far as my photography, the real estate work has been slow since this pandemic crap started and it hasn't returned to normal as of yet. But I'm planning to open my own studio in North Carolina, so hopefully I can get more work that way. I'm looking to put in a prefab barn-style shed that's all wood construction. It'll be about 10 by 20 feet in size with a small front porch on the end. Now, once that is set up on a concrete slab, then I have to, uh, which has to be poured yet, then I can concentrate on finishing the interior, uh, insulating it, putting up sheetrock and painting it, running power to the building, setting up my new photography slash podcast slash YouTube studio and get things up and running, which will be really nice. Now, I did recently get some new gear, which is always exciting. I bought the Canon EOS R6 body, which arrived last Friday. And I've been shooting with it a little bit, but I haven't had a whole lot of time. So I haven't had a lot of hands-on time with the camera. But it's a really awesome camera, and the silent shutter is totally quiet, like it is on the EOS R. But I've not had the opportunity to test out the 20 frames per second quite yet. Um, I need to find like some high school sports or something like that that I can shoot uh, to really give the uh, silent shutter a workout and see just how well it performs. But I will get an opportunity to do that at some point. Um, and I'll do and I'll do a full review on the camera that I'll post to YouTube, my YouTube channel as well. Now, secondly, I finally ordered my Fujifilm GF 23mm f4 wide-angle lens for my GFX 50R. Now, if you recall, Fujifilm North America was nice enough recently to lend me one of those lenses for three weeks, and I did a review video on it, and I absolutely loved that lens, and I decided I had to get one of my very own, which arrived yesterday, thanks to the folks at Adorama. Now, as my listeners know, I've been using the Venus Optics Laowa 17mm f4.0D, which is a great third-party manual-only lens. But I just had to get the Fujifilm lens after three weeks shooting my Georgia project with it. So, if you are someone, or you or someone you know shoots GFX, I have the Laowa lens for sale on eBay, and I'll include a link to the listing at the bottom of the show notes if you're interested in buying it. Now, the lens is in excellent condition. I have the original box, the paperwork, everything that goes with it, as well as the cute little carrying pouch that they give you uh, to keep the lens in to keep it safe and sound. I'm going to take a brief break right here, and then I'll be right back with you. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the Liam Photography Podcast. The best way to support the show is to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. If you want to leave comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can call or text the show at area code 470-294-8191. And you can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. You can find the show notes and links at liamphotographypodcast.com. And you can tweet the show at liamphotoatl using the hashtag liamphotopodcast. And now, back to the show. Okay, and we're back. Now, as far as the Canon stuff is concerned, it's still a bit difficult to get Canon gear. 
And I know it has to do with the whole situation going on right now with production and everything due to the pandemic. I've been trying to order a second LPE6 and H battery for my R6, but they seem to be on back order. I can't find anybody that has them. Amazon doesn't have them. Adorama doesn't have them. B&H doesn't have them. Um, so I do have a lot of the regular LPE6N batteries since I've owned so many of Canon's cameras that take that series of battery. So I'm okay on that front. But I would just like to have a second one of the NH models just to have a matched pair for my battery grip, which is also on its way from Adorama and will arrive tomorrow. Now, a lot of people have asked me why I like to have the battery grips for my cameras. And it's because I tend to go out and shoot for many, many hours at a time. Whether I'm doing landscapes or my Forgotten Pieces projects, it's not uncommon for me to be out for 12 to 16 hours at a time. And it's nice to have the two batteries at once for long days of shooting. Now, I also have large hands and shot for years with the Canon 1D line of cameras from the 1D Mark III to the 1DX Mark II. So I'm used to holding a big, beefy camera. So I like to buy the battery grips to make the regular size cameras larger and easier for my big hands to hold and shoot with. Now, I don't use my battery grips all the time, but I use them enough that they are certainly worth the money to me, and the extra buttons on the grip for shooting vertical come in handy as well if you want to shoot portraits. The battery grips, though, aren't for everyone. Some people feel that they make the camera too big and bulky, and I can totally understand that, but for me, they make the camera feel right, so to speak, and as I always say, to each their own. So don't feel like you have to get a battery grip just because I like them. If you do want a grip but don't want to spend the, quote, Canon money to get one, which is usually three, $400, check on Amazon as there are quite a few third-party makers that create battery grips and sell them as well. Not for all cameras, so you'll have to search for your specific model and see if there is one available. Now, I've seen the third-party grips for as cheap as $35, and to be honest, I've used them with absolutely no issues. I found that the cheap ones work just as well as the expensive ones from your camera maker. Now, as far as other things related to our move, I bought Tina a newer vehicle, she had a 2012 Dodge Avenger that had close to 200,000 miles on it, and I wanted her to have something newer with lower mileage. She wanted to get a truck, but for some reason, trucks are just crazy expensive right now, even with high mileage. So we ended up getting her a mint condition, low mileage Nissan Rogue. So now we have two of the same SUVs, both equipped with all-wheel drive which is absolutely nice for Christmas trips back up home to visit the kids and grandkids as well as our moms because New York and Pennsylvania, they do get snow. And especially this past winter when, they were, when we were up there, they got hammered. <laughs> and they were still getting hammered with snow months after we left. Uh, but since we had the excess funds from the sale of the current house and the purchase of our new house, I was able to just go to a dealership. She picked out the car she wanted and we paid cash for it so we wouldn't have two car payments. Now, we will be picking up next week a Penske 26-foot diesel moving truck and loading the whole house in it so we can get moved and resettled in the new property, which is going to be a task as we want to do some remodeling at the same time. 
Now, I had a general contractor lined up, but now he's jerking us around for some reason. He won't return my calls or emails after he told us, oh, yeah, no problem. I can handle all those projects you need done. I can get them done right away. And now he won't even talk to us, so I don't know what his problem is. So we're checking to see if our uh, next youngest son can come down for a week to help us since he has the talent at remodeling, and I absolutely do not. <laughs> I don't have any of those skills. I can tear apart electronics, computers, rebuild them. I can do that with my eyes closed, but I do not have the knack for carpentry work and stuff like that. So it'll be nice, um, as our new property is way out in the country, the only downside is we can't get good internet there. We're stuck with getting HughesNet satellite internet, which sucks after having AT&T one gig fiber for the last two years. But we couldn't even get Spectrum to run cable or fiber to our house from the neighbor's hub down the road because they said it was too far. It wasn't worth the waste of their time. So we're kind of stuck there, um, which is fine because, to be honest, I hate the cable companies. They're usually a bunch of crooked, crooked jerks, <laughs> I guess you could say. Um, and their customer service is generally subpar. Um, so I did switch to an iPhone 12 Pro Max, and I have the new 5G Netgear Nighthawk Pro Wi-Fi hotspot coming. Um, 5G is not in the new area yet, but it hopefully will be soon. We do actually have excellent LTE service there, which is <laughs> really surprising considering our current house in Alstel is right in town, and we have crappy cell coverage here. So we use Wi-Fi calling and we use a 3G microcell to supplement our cell signal here at the current house. But the new house, I can get four bars. So it's really interesting that the new property is out kind of in the boonies. And yet we have way better cell coverage up there than we do down here in the Atlanta area. Um, now, I had CenturyLink installed DSL because the previous owner had had it, but for some reason it doesn't work right. It keeps telling me there's a problem with the line. So I had to call this morning and schedule a technician to come out next Friday when we'll be up there to get the line fixed. Um, and I, I'm doing this because I prefer to have two internet connections uh, because my other job, I do full-time IT work from home. I do technical support for web hosting, so I can't afford to be without reliable internet. So we'll have two internet connections, God willing. CenturyLink will get the DSL fix, which is only a 1.5 meg connection. That really stinks, but HughesNet can give us 25 megs down and three megs up, but then they limit you on your bandwidth. So once you hit 20 gigs of bandwidth a month, they slow you down to three megs in both directions, but hey, it's still twice as fast as the DSL. So I guess we're going to have to live with it. Those are the downsides of living out in the country but tina and i are extremely excited to get to the new property and start our life up there together it's going to be a lot of fun and exciting and it's going to be peaceful and quiet and that's something that we're really really looking forward to all right well that's everything that i have going on right now i'll keep my listeners posted as things get done and life starts to return to normal so to speak you know with the work on the studio and all the other stuff we got to do with getting moved in and settled and unpacking everything and putting everything away so i will definitely keep my listeners posted and let you know when everything's done and once i have the new studio set up i will shoot a video of the new studio kind of like a video tour 
to put on the YouTube channel. So as I've always reminded my listeners lately, make sure you stop by Liam Photography on YouTube. Give the channel a sub, a like, watch the videos, subscribe, share them out, and hit the little bell icon so you can be notified as new videos release. Because like I said, that studio tour video will be coming in the very near future. You can also swing by and check out Forgotten Pieces of Georgia and Forgotten Pieces of Pennsylvania. They each have their own YouTube channel. Um, so the same thing there. Go ahead and give them a like, a subscribe, and uh, hit the little bell icon. And please, if you live in any of the cities or counties in Georgia or Pennsylvania that I'm shooting these projects for or that I've already filmed, not only check out the videos, but if you know any of the historical information on the buildings, please be kind enough to leave comments in the comment section for the video. Or you can call the project tip lines, which are listed on the website. I'm going to look here real quick because I don't remember off the top of my head what the phone number is for the project. So bear with me just a second here. And I apologize. I should have had the number ready, but I have so many uh, to be honest, I have so many phone lines. It's sometimes sometimes hard to keep track of all of them. Um, I mean, I have four lines myself. I have a personal line, then I have my photography business line, then I have the podcast line, and then I also have the um, uh, project hotline that you can call. And it's the same hotline for both projects. Um, and that number is 770-605-5549. Now, you're free to call the, the hotline, the tip line, whatever you want to call it. You can call it. You can text it. Uh, or, like I said, just leave a comment on the YouTube video and let me know any information that you know on any of those buildings because I'd absolutely appreciate that. Now, the first book has been doing pretty well um, as far as sales considered. I haven't been able to make media appearances and do book signings. I did do the interview with the Dade County Sentinel newspaper uh, back when the book first came out, which was really cool. And they were nice enough to send me a copy of the paper with my interview in it. Um, but uh, waiting, still waiting to see what's happening. I've been trying to get in touch with Font Hill Media to find out if the nationally if the book's doing well enough that they're going to um, uh, support me in publishing the other seven volumes for Georgia as well as the volumes for Pennsylvania. So I will keep you posted on that as well. Remember to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group, and you must answer a security question to join, which is the name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest on the show to show that you are a listener. Once you are in the group, you are free to post your own original work. I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. All right, so that is going to wrap up episode 147 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else you might be getting your podcast. And I will see you all again on Sunday.